Hey, happy Monday to everybody. Oh, yeah, sure, you betcha. Yesterday was the longest day of the year. Today, second longest day of the year. Welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, your host. And we're live from beautiful Deer Valley, Arizona. And I hope this finds you well. Hope you had a uh, good Father's Day. Of course, I did get a uh, Facebook message from Joe Biden that said, Happy Mother's Day. So apparently he is speaking. This show, again, uh, is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, one 800 951 Also, you can head out to our website at allamericangold.com, updated daily with just about anything that you need to while away the wee hours of the evening at allamericangold.com. Thanks for tuning in. Join with Joe Jaquin, the president of allamericangold.com and Patriot Trading Group on this fine Monday. How you doing there, man? Hey, I'm doing all right. Yeah, again, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Uh, Donald Trump didn't have a very good weekend. The, the rally in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, not what they were expecting. And I'm just, you know, I don't know. I was hoping that we were going to get the huge crowd, uh, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people outside not able to get in. And we were kind of going to get our balls back, right? And we were going to say, okay, enough of this stuff. We're going to get back to work. Let's get the country going. And everything's going to be all right. And let's go. And instead, uh, nobody was there. I had a pretty good turnout. I don't know why. Here's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez posted yesterday. Actually, Mr. Trump, you just got rocked by teens on TikTok who flooded the Trump campaign with fake ticket reservations and tricked you into believing a million people wanted your white supremacist open mic enough to pack an arena during COVID. Shout out, again, this is Ocasio-Cortez, shout out to Zoomers, you all make me so proud. Now, let me ask you something. If the Russians did that to Joe Biden... I mean, really? You stop. You're right. Oh, they have been. First of all, they would have blamed Trump if the Russians had done it. So right? that Trump told the Russians to do it. Outright election manipulation. So apparently, that you had all these fake reservations. Now, the Republicans could get the last laugh. I'm sure this is the last time they're going to allow you to book tickets without paying for them. Because ultimately, if you pay, they don't care. Somehow, you were able to reserve these tickets. And they counted, you know, we always had had a saying here at Patriot, which goes all the way back to my father, this post-Father's Day. He said, kid, don't ever confuse activity with accomplishment. And it was a standard joke running, always, even to this day, I'll say it to you know, Joe. He does, it says it all the I time. I say it all the time. Don't ever confuse activity with accomplishment. And unfortunately, that's what they did. So, and, But I got to tell you, did you watch it? Yes. I watched it. And for a, a brief moment, you know, you really got to thinking that the, that the pandemic is completely manufactured and not real. You look at the people. I mean, there was one mask every hundred people. And you have to give it to the president. You got to give it to him. That, you know, if your job as president is to not instill panic, which, you know, he's pretty much had the opposite effect, I guess, on the snowflakes that are out there in the country. Yes, the snowflakes are upset. Right. Because he's not instilling the panic. Right. So, so I mean, it's just nuts. But, you know, I watched it. I, there's a, I think there's more people than they said were there. But, uh, nevertheless, I mean, how can you do that? How can you how can you have a, uh, a Casio-Cortez? She's a congressman. Listen, if, if, if that is true, which I, I, I don't know if it is or isn't, 
But if it is, shame on the Republicans. We should have known better. Exactly. We should have known better. Where were these reservations coming from? Remember, right? Now, she's right. claiming they were coming from TikTok. TikTok. Okay. Teenagers. That, that would have been the first indication that something wasn't right. Somebody should have watched that. Right. So. Somebody should have seen it. Well, you had some angry people on the news magazines yesterday morning, though, on both sides. I mean, it's just crazy what's happening, isn't it? But uh, you're listening to A Voice of Reason here on a Monday on this 22nd day of June 2020. Um, I really don't even. I turn on the TV this morning. The first person on is Cudlow. Cudlow's all over this morning talking about phase four. And, and again, once again, uh, not a doctor. Uh, anything, you know, of course, Larry Cudlow's been, been a. I, I'll just flat out say the guy lies on TV repeatedly to the point where it, it's ridiculous. The reason why he was, you know, he used to be a fixture on CNBC because he was the world's greatest cheerleader, right? He's he's the the stock cheerleader. He was a cheerleader he's the during guy, Clinton administration. Right, if he was an Arizona Cardinal fan, he's the guy every year the Cardinals are going to go to the Super Bowl, right? You know, that that's Larry Kudlow, right? Every year his team's going to win. Uh, but he was out talking about phase four, said, don't worry, there is no phase two coming. There's not a second wave coming. So everybody, rest assured, uh, didn't make me feel any better, Eric. Well, the issue with uh, phase four stimulus, which he was talking about as well, and he says they're willing to do just about, if you listen to him this morning, he pretty much said, we'll hand out money to anybody if we if we deem that they need it. Well, what he needs to do is say that a second wave is coming then so they can hand out even more money. Well, and interesting, in the Wall Street Journal today, page A5, uh, the choice before Senate Republicans now wondering the need of additional economic stimulus couldn't be more fraught. Joining Democrats in the White House to pass another bill could help speed a rebound from the recession in an election year that's shaping up to be quite challenging for the party, but the prospect of more aid is starting to alienate real conservatives. There's real conservatives? Well, there's a few of us left out there, you know, a.k.a. spending into oblivion. At this point, at this point, you can have a 50-car pileup out here in the Deer Valley. Putting up a stop sign isn't going to help. <laughs> so a stop sign a stop sign for the stimulus at this point will probably do no good for the dollar anyway. So might as well spend it into oblivion. We'll be back. Hey, I'm Eric Cedar Stroud. Joe Jenkins sitting across from me. We got lovely Brooke and beautiful Wendy out front. We're doing our best to keep up around here. We thank you for all the support we receive. Our cup runneth over. We're very proud to be associated with such wonderful individuals on a daily basis here. Monday dragging a little though. Yesterday, you know, Father's Day and uh, hot summer setting in out here. And this morning, Joe's dragging. He's still battling his shoulder. They've got him on roids now. And uh, he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Going to be pumping you up later. So, <laughs> He's, uh, Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz. I'm, I'm here to pump you, <laughs> you up. So anyway, Cudlow's on TV. Oh, by the way, Glenn, uh, Glenn, one of our broadcasters and partners, uh, texted me that the TikTok thing's true. So was all over. They had told the kids to buy to reserve tickets. Apparently, you don't have to buy them now. If you have to buy them, ultimately the Republican Party would last. La- would laugh last, would they? I don't know. So, 
But anyway, I turn on this morning, Cudlow, the new package now commonly called Phase 4. We'll be broadcasting so the, here. So this is the new stimulus. We're talking about the next wave of stimulus. Any update? Are they still saying sometime in August? Well, Cudlow's listed a number of items Trump has publicly mentioned as possible items in the future economic support bill. Things the president's talked about publicly. He's talked about payroll tax holiday for the workforce. I mean, why not? How much do we collect in taxes a year? A trillion? Total? All taxes? Yeah. All taxes is about $3 trillion. Oh, we do collect $3 yeah, about trillion. $3 trillion. So I guess a free tax year is probably not in the car. Probably. Well, that includes business. So take the business part out, $2.7 trillion. How much yep. income tax? Uh, ooh, well, FICA is a lot. Payroll tax is probably uh, $1.5 trillion of the three. So pay, the FICA tax itself is is probably 50% of, of all the tax. How about if they suspend that? Well, I think that's what Trump wants to do. So, well, he's talking is- about capital gains. And, uh, pay- well, payroll tax, you're right. Yeah, that was in there. Yeah, the payroll tax yeah. part. Uh, that that would just take whatever number you want to use for Social Security. Uh, if if you just said, "Hey, we're going to do a whole year where you don't have to pay into the trust fund," uh, that would probably take three to five years off of the number for Social Security run bust. Because right now we already they're already dipping into the trust fund. Uh, and then could you imagine that uh, the trust funds maybe got, I don't know what the number is, $2.8 trillion in it, and all of a sudden you don't put $1.5 trillion or it might even be $1.6 or $7 trillion. Uh, that'd have a huge effect. Trump also wants to help out with some tax relief for restaurants, the entertainment, of course, obviously athletic contests and things of that sort, uh, Cudlow added this morning. We also want to help out the tourism business, which has been hurt very Badly, Joe was telling me about friend of his. Friend of mine was was in you know and again we try to give you real stories. He was in Las Vegas uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, said the place was absolutely empty. Uh, the especially inside the casinos, almost all you know all the buffets are closed. He said all the shops were closed. Uh, none of the restaurants were open. The strip was totally. Desolate, and that was, you know, this is not a guy that that would exaggerate. He was up there thinking that, you know, because he had seen the the images of the pool parties and look at how crowded it is. And then he went up there and said, uh, "Wow, no." He a single guy? Single guy? Yeah, yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. If you can't get any action in Vegas, there's nowhere to go, right? So you think about that. So. Yeah. Well, why go? And of course, the boomers aren't going anywhere. You brought it up, right? Joe, Joe just points at me. You want to know what I did this weekend? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I ran uh, two miles Saturday, uh, walked about three yesterday, lifted weights, worked around the yard. I mean, I don't go anywhere. So, according to a new survey by Apartment List, okay, they list apartments, 30% of Americans didn't make their housing payment in June. So this isn't a a February number or an April number, but according to apartment list, 30% of the people did not make their payments in in June. The figure was 24% in April, 31% in May, before it fell 1%. So 1% of the people out there 
made their payments in June. So June now, 30 Well, I think there's a rent. Apartments, this is rent. So, because the housing numbers are worse. Uh, home mortgage delinquencies climbed in May to their highest level since November 2011. The number of borrowers more than 30 days late on their mortgage, get this, Joe, swelled to $4.3 million from 723000 the month yeah. before. Well, and that's the government aid. So you have to have the, what, is that a Fannie Freddie FHA type loan? Well, it says property information services from Black Knight. More than oh. 8% of all U.S. mortgages now are past due or heading into foreclosure. Now, let me tell you what's happening. Now, because of the, the anti-eviction laws that are just about everywhere, mostly in the blue states, California, New York, I don't know here if you can get people out or not. If the courts, the courts have to be open. You have to get a court order, get the people evicted. But what's happening is the, on the mortgages is they are not reporting it on your credit report. At least not yet. Well, this is what's so amazing. You know, you guys that do eBay, you know, I classic car guy, always have been. Bought and sold hundreds of cars on eBay. Well, yeah, maybe a hundred. And uh, what happened, you know, when you first started in the in, before the millennium rolled over, everybody guarded your uh, eBay feedback score, you know. I mean, you you kept your feedback very clean. You kept your side of the street clean because if you got any negative feedback, it would really affect what on on you know your auction results. What's amazing is that about ten or fifteen years ago, they quit allowing people to leave negative feedback. So when you look at somebody's seller rating or their buyer rating. It's, it's all BS, and it's the same thing now is happening to credit scores. You could be six months behind on your mortgage and Nobody go down. Would know. They'll give you a brand-new Cadillac. Oh, yeah, this guy's solid gold. He's got a lot of money. Well, he's got money because he's not making his house payments. Well, listen, they, they actually got it all here. 32% of renters don't pay. Households earning less than 25000 40% of them didn't pay. Adults under the age of 30, 40% didn't pay. Those living in high-density urban areas, 35% of those people didn't pay. And they said that uh, while missed payments rates for mortgaged homes, it is better than renters, but only by 3%. Isn't that something? So, again, the, the real estate markets... You know, granted, the uh, home sales are down. They were, uh, where were we at previously? Our existing home sales slumped 9.7 to 9.5 year low. But again, the numbers are worse than 08. So I don't know if there's going to be a delayed reaction or if the government's going to save it all. I can't tell you. I honestly can't tell you if we're heading into it. And this has been the question that I've asked since I've come out of retirement. We're either heading into an unprecedented depression in this country that will make 1929 look like child's play or, which I prefer, the second option, that they hyperinflate out of this problem. Right, that's the one you're going right, with. Right, that they I, default on the debt and they start all over again with new money. I think somehow we're going to get both. We're going to get both. I really do. So look at existing home sales. We just talked about it. They were down. Existing home sales were down 17% in April, down another, you know, 9 I'd call it 10% in May. But here is the, the, the number. We are down below 4 million units. And we right before, if you go back to, to the, the numbers in February, the numbers in February, existing home sales, we were at like 5.3, 5.5 million homes. 
uh, existing homes sold, you know, on an annualized basis. Now we're talking like 3.8, 3.9 million. That's a huge, huge difference. You know, it's weird though. Again, still no inventory, and that's what's saving it. Uh, people normally, when you're behind on your house payments, you put a for sale sign in. Right. You try to bail. Okay, and then and then your neighbor tries it, and everybody else does it, and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. But it's it's covered up right now because people are not putting their homes on the market and their credit scores are not being hit because they don't want anyone coming through with the pandemic. These are unprecedented times. I don't know. Yeah, it's fascinating. Down 26.6% year over year for existing homesteads, which is 90% of the of the market. And, and, of course, you sit there and you look at Wall Street. Wall Street doesn't reflect that. No, the housing markets, housing sale numbers don't even reflect that. It's crazy. How about this? New York. Today, New York, all the, all the income free. They're going to be allowed to reopen their office buildings today. Think about that. Gosh, think of what it's really like living there. No wonder. Everybody's trying to get out. They said this morning landlords are offering free Pelotons to renew your lease at, at apartments because everybody wants out of the city. Now, the millennials and everybody, and especially even here in Phoenix, the revamping, well, everywhere, the revamping of all the downtowns, and everybody wants the life that they can live and they can walk to all the restaurants and clubs. Well, let me ask you, the only thing that's going to do is save your walk down to the riots, because you know they're going to keep coming. So people are heading for the exits now. The same thing that happened in the 60s and 70s is happening all over again. They're all trying to get out of town and get out into the suburbs, but... New York, the offices, and I wanted to point this out. This is a front page business and finance of Wall Street Journal Day. Most companies are still taking a cautious approach. Some are keeping offices closed while others are opening them at reduced occupancy. But what's interesting that uh, CBRB and the New York real estate brokers anticipate how many do you think are coming back to work today? How many, what percent will open today? So. On the big day, the big grand reopening, half. You wish. 10 to 20%. That's it? <laughs> yeah. So 80 to 90% are going to stay shuttered. Uh, the virus, man, it's got tremendous, well, and again, tremendous power. Just so. think about what reopening cost. And then you've got to weigh it with, okay, how much business do I think I'm going to do? So is reopening worth the cost? And, and for a lot of them, obviously, to the Wall Street Journal, the answer is no. Reopening's not worth the cost. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of people are reclosing here in the Valley. But, again, everybody, now we're seeing masks where I didn't see masks before. But, of course, you have to. The cities have all put in mandatory masking. And Well, uh, and then Maricopa County just took the took it right out of everybody. They have, uh, I guess, authority over when you when you talk about the pecking order. Right, it goes the, city, county, state. Right, so the yep. count, Maricopa County just said anyone who said you don't have to have a mask yet, any city Within our jurisdiction, uh, now you do. Everybody, if you're in Maricopa County, you got to have a mask on. Well, they say the virus is now bringing a shift to the way people buy cars. They're all buying them online instead of going into dealers. Now, I just, you know, just think about it. They have all these used cars, true car, I don't know, whatever they are. Carvana. Carvana and all the, uh, the car vending machines. But, you know, now... You can just order a nice used car, and it shows up. They go, oh, don't worry, you can return it. Yeah, good luck with that. Shows up, you know, and the car's knocking you with and your clanking car? and banged around. Oh, they'll pick that up and take it, too. So so now the car, they drop it off, and they pick up your old one, and uh, there's been a couple of horror stories. So I don't know. 
Hey, let me ask you, you still think that climate change is going to be the number one issue in the election? <laughs> Just 90 days ago, remember I did it. Yes, climate change still dominates. Yeah, I don't think so. So KHNC1360, like us there on Facebook if you're a Facebooker. But, of course, uh, I don't know how far Facebook's going to go for the conservatives. I don't know if you saw this. Patagonia. What are they, sportswear, right? Patagonia is the sportswear. Is that a, yeah, yeah. Has joined companies like REI and North Face. Oh, now, North Face, that's a big one with my kids. Yeah, backpacking and all that stuff, going heading out into the woods. Yeah, North Face has been around a long time. Even when I was a backpacking kid, you know, North Face in the 70s, and they made excellent product. And, you know, any North Face was, you know, where you got your down coats and now, I, winter I just, stuff. Just so people know, my kids are not backpacking, but no, but North Face is now just cool. Just cool? To wear. Boy, they made it. Isn't that yeah. amazing? So they are still obviously pandering to the uh, to the millennials. What's out there? What are your boys? Are they Gen Y or Z or what are they? Is Z out there? Z's out there, right? I, yeah, I think they're Gen Z. I don't think he. I don't know if my oldest qualifies as a millennial. I think he just misses. Patagonia, REI, and North Face have something in common. I'm going to tell you what that is when we get back. It's halftime on a Monday. Stay with us. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The city of Seattle has had a lot of tough breaks when it comes to keeping the peace. For one thing, it's essentially the Antifa capital of the world. For another thing, it's one of the earliest hotspots of COVID-19 in the United States. It didn't take long for the entire city to be plunged into crisis. With these factors in mind, what do you think the Seattle Police Department was busy with in the midst of the crisis? If you're guessing protecting the vulnerable in need, you're wrong. They were busy rooting out and punishing name-callers. Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best sent a tweet telling residents to call 911 if they heard someone calling someone else a name. You'd think this was some kind of April Fool's joke, but it wasn't. Chief Best actually said, quote, Report hate, including racist name-calling, to 911. We're here to help, and we will respond to investigate, end quote. Chief Best was clearly not at her best that day. She seemed to have her job as chief of police confused with the job of a kindergarten hall monitor. Don't get me wrong. I'm categorically opposed to racist name-calling, just like everybody else I know. However, to send in the police whenever someone says they hear a bad name is a disaster waiting to happen, even if our nation weren't in a major crisis right now. Seattle's ridiculous policy will endanger our men and women in uniform and for no good reason. However, the biggest problem with this policy is that it is fundamentally unconstitutional. Calling someone a name, even a really bad one, is still protected speech under our Constitution. Sure, it grates on decent people, but that's the price we pay for freedom. The moment we start letting the government be the arbiters of what is and isn't illegal name-calling, we open up the floodgates to tyranny. Chief Best needs to stop chasing after name-calling and get back to protecting her community. The citizens of Seattle and America don't want the government to take even one step closer to infringing upon our freedom of speech. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Patriot Radio News Hour, documenting quarter century of the socioeconomic destruction now following play-by-play, the end of what may be what's left of the United States of America. We're live on uh, KXXT 1010 Family Values Radio here in Phoenix, uh, heading all the way up in northern Arizona as well, and around the state. It's rocking up in uh, KHNC 1360, 1360 KHNC.com. You can tune into. Uh, incredible radio station up there. We're uh, principals of that, and we're all through northern Colorado and uh, southern Cheyenne. We actually are going to be adding on to that signal as well here in the future, so stay tuned. Uh, announcements forthcoming. Announcements forthcoming. We're uh, just doing what we can do here. I mean, you feel little by little as you watch. I know the attendance for everybody kind of for the Trump rally. We wanted to see, you know, throngs of people flooding out into the streets, but again, don't I, I, you got to read it kind of both ways here as well. The conservative movement, I mean, you know, you stick your head up, you know, out of a hole. It could be like whack-a-mole. Well, so we people see. Are He's coming here down. next. He's so coming here next. He'll so be we'll here see. tomorrow. Yeah. President will be here tomorrow. Now, I personally, you know, shun crowds. It's just who I am. So, you know, I like being out in the woods and being away from things when uh, – when I'm uh, on vacation, so I don't go where the crowds are, and I wouldn't. I'm not supporting the president. I have no interest in you know going out and mixing it up with thousands of people. But he's going to Yuma to view the wall, and then he's coming here to Cave Creek Road. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. He's going to be. Uh, there's a church there, so he's having a rally there. So it'll be interesting. Any other break? I was talking about Patagonia, uh, REI, and North Face Sports, where they uh, they all say they have plans now. To stop advertising on Facebook and Instagram for a little bit, to show support for a movement called hashtag Stop Hate for Profit. The groups which include the Anti Defamation League, the NAACP, Sleeping Giants, Colors of Change, Free Press, and Common Sense ask large Facebook advertisers to show they will not support a company that puts profit over safety. The groups have said in response to Facebook's long history. How long is Facebook? Listen, this is this is actually really scary when you this think is a big about story. it. Because so. Facebook and all the rest of them, Twitter and all the other social media sites, have been on the attack on anything that's conservative, right? Any of the conservative messages they want blocked. And what these companies are saying is, hey, you know what? You're not going far enough. Facebook, you're not going far enough. You need to go further. Get rid, and of, get all rid of all conservative of content. All of it. Why not? You're getting rid of the statues. So now they're putting pressure on the big brands to pause advertising on Facebook. They aren't just coming from outside groups. Some agencies have encouraged their clients to stop altogether. Last week, the ad agency 360i told clients in an email that it supports the July ad boycott. According to Wall Street Journal, Elijah Harris, an SVP of paid social IPG media brands, part of the Interpublic Group, shared a link post saying it was time to hold Facebook leadership's team accountable for conservative misinformation. You know what, where it all happened is when Trump had a meeting with Zuckerberg. Right, right. That's where all came. 
you know, how, how dare you meet with the president, right? This is where it all came from. And you know what? Here's what I would say on this one. I hope they have success. You know why? Facebook stock will crumble without the ad revenues of, of the companies that, you know, you get rid of every. Yeah, but then if they're going to come back, crumbles. they'll have to bow to the masses like all of us have to do. So Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she even weighed in. She implored advertisers to use their tremendous leverage. She started this to push companies like Facebook to crack down on disinformation. What's disinformation? I have no idea. Disinformation is just the any information that we don't tell you is true, right? Let's get rid of the other side. They seem more and more to be pulling more and more material now. So it's almost it's a, daily. It, it, it's so. a daily, daily event. Absolutely. Uh, it's just something, you know, Nancy, one more thing Nancy to look said, at. we deeply respect any brand's decision and remain focused on the important work of removing hate speech and providing critical voting information, she wrote. You know, I, I tell you, the, the, the mail-in ballot thing, that's big on Twitter this morning as well. And I, I'm like, well, how really? Now, uh, Casio and Ilhan, oh, God, Ilhan Omar out of Minnesota, amazing. They're telling everybody to get their ballots in this week. So they make this is, what is this, June? Make sure they're all in. Now, Trump says... There's nothing to stop, and this is what I didn't catch. There's nothing to stop these from printing these ballots to making exact copies, and he's right, making exact copies, millions and millions and millions of them, and mailing them in. Filling them out and mailing, mailing them, in. them in. So that does make sense. So I don't know. So American companies that, you know, you would think, you would think the old days, like North Face, you know, you used to be conservative in my mind, you know. You're getting out of the city, you're out in the country, you know. You're trying to be responsible, and uh, I don't know. I mean, everything is just now. I guess only you know absolute raging liberals go hiking, you know, tree huggers, yes. and because uh, that wouldn't have worked when I was younger. It just wouldn't have worked. So I mean, there used to be bumper stickers. None everywhere. of them employ, and of course, you know, all of their stuff made somewhere else, you know. The Sierra Club, you know, the most liberal environmentalist organization in the 70s. They were, like, number one. Then there used to be bumper stickers here all over in Arizona that said, Sierra Club, go hike to hell. That's what they used to say. Guys would put them on their Jeeps because they were shutting down all the off-road trails and everything. So so I don't know. I, I mean, it's just hard to keep up. Hard to tell without a scorecard anymore. So... Ah, one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is our business line. You know, it, it got, I got to talk about it over the weekend. Uh, the head of the Chinese Bank and Insurance Regulatory Commission, Zhu Jinping, uh, he was out uh, talking. He made four major points in his speech talking about the dollar status as the reserve currency of the world. Uh, the first one was that the he said, and he admitted, he said, listen, the U.S. Central Bank is the de facto central bank of the world. When its policy starts targeting only its own economy, without considering the spillover effect, the Fed is very likely to overdraft the credit of the dollar and overdraft the credit of the United States. They said that the per, th this pandemic is going to persist for a much longer period of time than they're leading on to believe, and that countries keep throwing money at the problem with diminishing impact. 
It is recommended that you think twice and reserve some policy space for the future. There is no free lunch, and he was taking a play out of Eric's playbook. Watch out for inflation and that the financial markets, talking about Wall Street, are disconnected from the real economy and such such distortions are unprecedented and it's going to be really painful when policy withdrawal starts. Well, they're going to have to keep holding it together and keep sending out money until we can get a uh, vaccination of some sort or a vaccine, even though you won't wear masks. How many people do you think will actually take the vaccine? This may never go away. It's going to have to kill off everybody until it's done, which is what's going to happen. We'll be back. Patriot Radio News Hour out here in Arizona. Thank you. Cave Creek made the national news. Wall Street Journal, even as COVID-19 cases have risen rapidly across this state, Friday night bull riding at the Buffalo Chip Saloon in Cave Creek has regularly drawn nearly a 1,000 people. Boy, they do pack them in, too. You can get on a real bull, not a mechanical one, but a real one. With them wearing, But now they're wearing masks, according to the owner of the sprawling restaurant. As photos are rocking around the Internet have shown, the same may have been true at many restaurants and bars in the Phoenix region, but for some people it's a matter of personal freedom. Others argue that healthy people don't need to wear masks, though, through public health experts warn that asymptomatic carriers can still spread the disease. Asymptomatic means you don't have any, right? Right. Right. So you don't know that you're fine. Well, that you're seems fine. to be a common threat. Very common threat that you get this quote-unquote deadly killer virus and you don't even know it. I mean, that's what's so bizarre about well, this. Well, it's not deadly or a killer to you. Right. Right. That was tongue-in-cheek. The weekend, the Buffalo Chip started requiring masks for the first time this weekend. Oh, it did. Yeah, the Maricopa County issued the new mandate following a change in policy, but the state's government has made such a move possible, the governor, because he just gave it up to states and counties. Owner Larry Went, my do- my wife, Lori, actually coached his daughter at high school basketball. That's how deeply rooted we are in Cave Creek. Announced a change with large signs posted around the seven-acre property just north of Phoenix. Hopefully this travesty against our country will end sooner than later, Red One. I would say our demographics are 80 to 85% conservative. Politically, Mr. Wentz said we're getting quite a bit of blowback from our customers over the masks. Arizona, of course, is number one of the states where COVID-19 uh, infections. I don't know what. What are we at today? Twenty two thousand. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 up in the fifty plus thousand range. And coincidentally, and I said this to Eric before the break, not knowing where he was going, but the death rate here is is fallen quite dramatically. Uh, we are well over three percent. This is just the death rate of people with confirmed cases first number of deaths. Okay, so this, so uh, you guys know what we're comparing. Uh, last Monday. I, I took the number, and we were just under 3%. In other words, if you got it, you had uh, about a 3% chance that it could kill you. Uh, today, that number is down to 2.45%. So as the as the number of cases in Arizona is increasingly going higher, the death rate is falling considerably. Well, you know why? Because the age is dropping. Correct. 
So I think the median age is now 31. So half the cases, if that's the median age, half the cases are 30 and under now. And those so. cases, those those patients aren't the ones that are most likely to have any adverse effects. You're not going to end up in a ventilator. So police get this. Fortnite. It's a huge video game. Your, your kids play it. Yeah. So the whole video game generation. By the way, you're now, seeing... You're seeing the results of that on the streets. Oh, absolutely you are. And I don't know, you know, Fortnite was really big like a year or two ago. I'm assuming it's still big, but it was it may it may be on its on the last legs. I don't know. Well, they they, they have come. 350 million players registered well, there in you May. Go. Yeah, uh-huh. That's so, just a couple. Yeah. Worldwide. They uh they've gotten rid of something out of the game. What the the guns? Police cars. I think the whole thing of Fortnite is shooting, right? Yeah, the whole game. Right. I was going to say, I don't think you can have a game without the guns. Police cars have been removed from the hit video game Fortnite, a change that comes amidst the national debate over law enforcement. This is even great. I mean, why not instead of Fortnite, just call it Riot Night? We just The cops are gone. We can shoot anything you want. Nobody's going to shoot did that. They, did they make that movie? They made a movie, The Purge, right? I mean, a whole night, just kill whoever you want. We did that back in 78, but who's talking? Fortnite, of course, yeah, one of the most popular games in the world said, uh, yes, we don't want to upset the players by seeing the police cars on their screen. Listen, you're going to need this number, 1-800-951-0592. God forbid we upset anybody playing video games. White House advisor Kevin Hassett says he's leaving the White House this summer after returning to the Trump administration in March to help the president deal with the economic fallout from the coronavirus. Two administration officials told Axios today Hassett's departure comes after another economic official, Andrew Ullman, a deputy of the National Economic Council, left Friday, depriving the administration of another pinstripe bandit. What do they do with all these advisors? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to keep up. You can't keep up with how many there are. It must not pay well. So you must have to – you need the work. You get back. You get some graft. All right, I'm an economic (laughs) advisor. Now it's, oh, yeah, now we're going to put you on our board. So, oh, okay, good. So apparently you don't have to work that long. So, yeah, Hassett's return to the administration was meant to be temporary, and he'll return to his job at the Hoover Institute. There you go. See? Perfect. What are they, a bunch of dirt suckers? They're a lobby group. How, yeah, exactly. How much can you suck out of the government? How much can you hoover from them? I thought they were vacuum cleaners. So, Unions representing 17,000 workers at Walt Disney World's Disneyland Resort, this is the one in California, have told the state's governor they are not convinced the theme park will be safe enough to reopen by Disney's target date in July. They're not open? No. The one over here in California? That, that one's not open. I'll be darned. Nope. And now they well, want... California's still closed, L.A., for most parts. They, they want to reopen July 17th, and now uh, apparently uh, the union workers are like, hey, nah, we don't think so. Well, they had John Hopkins guys all over the news magazine yesterday. So, again, if you're uh, if you you know like me and you can remember everything that happened in the '70s and '80s, but can't remember where you put your tennis shoes yesterday, that uh, they if you go back, this all started. This all started with them shutting down college basketball 
Yep. March Madness tournament got shut down. The NBA followed suit. Well, we're not going to kill anybody. And, of course, the rest is history. So I imagine Johnny Hopkins has no intentions of seeing Penn State on a gridiron anytime soon, including this coming season. But, again, that's just my opinion, and the opinions are of the broadcast show host only. Final segment on a Monday. We'll be back. Oh, Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Monday, man. Never really got into fifth gear today. That's all right. They can't all be winners, but uh, this is how bad it is. Yesterday, I watched the 19, with my son-in-law, Cody, uh, the 1994, November 94, ASU U of A football game. <laughs> There's nothing on. I know. I, know. I actually watched that yesterday with him. And you were, like, almost happy about it. Yeah, we're sitting in there. It felt like normal. We got my son-in-law and me, right. you know, that you know, it's Father's Day. We're both fathers. We can tell, leave us alone, all you kids out of here. It was halfway normal. Now, Joe's telling me high school football. Now, remember, you're how many days away from the beginning of a high school football season? You're like 40 days. Or yeah, something. yeah, a little over, uh, yeah, about 45 days away from. Uh, so they're uh, out on the fields. They're out, which. Normally, you'd be out on the fields all of spring during right, my school's but they pushed in, that back. Through, through all of June, and then you took July off, and then the last week of July, you came back uh, for... So what was the plan? They're going to do June, then take a break, and right. then come back and, then and come start back your, and start. But now they said... call them hell weeks, right, but yeah, they don't that, do Now they, they... We just got back on the field last Wednesday. Okay. So so that was our first day of prayer, and they had all these rules. You know, you, you no footballs are allowed. You can't even throw a football. Can't even touch a football. Why? The virus? Yes, because you don't want, you know, the, the hands touching it. No I can football. see the sports lines now. That quarterback's right. so strong, even the virus won't stick to uh, the football. Nobody touches anybody. You had to be in groups of less than 10 people. Wait, hold on. Contactless football? Yes, yes. All right. Now, yeah, we've gotten a lot of media about, oh, oh, you know, and everyone's getting all freaked out about all the, the cases and the, the big new wave. Yesterday, last night, we got an email saying the diocese who controls our school uh, now said that they're 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 making it even more stringent. When the kids showed up today for practice, they had to be wearing their mask, and they had to wear the mask until they got onto the football field okay. where they could remove the mask. When they're on the field, they got their right. helmet on. They got no, the helmets, oh, no, no helmets. No helmets. Oh, yeah. No helmets. No right. helmets. No pads. No, nothing. You're just in shorts and shirts here. Okay. And you had to wear the mask to the field. After Then all the same guidelines that they had before, and then before you could leave the field, you had to have your mask on to, to, walk, to, to, to walk to your car in to summer. drive home. This is how screwed up everything is getting. So crazy. I mean, at one point, you're just going to have to follow the president's lead, throw the mask on the ground. And, and just get Rots back a ruck. to it. Yep, we're all going to have to get through it one way or another. So. Gold's up fourteen bucks, seventeen hundred and fifty-seven, seventeen fifty-eight. Silver uh, is seventeen ninety-two. The Dow, at least right now, the Dow's been uh, hovering in positive territory. Right Apple now. and what else? Apple and Microsoft are leading us again uh, for the eight hundredth day in a row. It's <laughs> Apple and Microsoft. Uh, Dow's up one hundred and twenty-five. The everything's up. Better, even crude oil. 
hit forty dollars today. Forty bucks. Apparently, they don't care how much crude's in, uh, uh, how much inventory of crude we have. Anything to make the price go higher, but it, it plays into your point. You've been saying it, and you keep saying it. It's going to be inflation, Everywhere. and it's going to be. You're, I mean, you're talking. You're talking secretariat type inflation. Oh yeah, like yeah. it's not even close. It's run it's away. a runaway. Yeah, there won't be anything close to it. So, and that's that's the only way out of this. Believe me, it's a lot better than the alternatives. So, that's where you want to have your hard asset portfolios put in place. You'll be glad you did. It's paying off nicely, obviously. Okay, well, that's it. we got a Monday in the books. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Eric Cedars from Joe Jenkins, All-American Gold, Patriot Radio News Hour. We are clear.